Welcome to the Primal Pioneer, a no-nonsense podcast teaching you how to rewild your life and heal your body using nature's medicine kit. I'm your host, Heather Shepard, classical homeopath, author of The Sunlight Rx, and alternative healer. For the past decade, I've been helping people overcome acute and chronic health disorders and brain injuries using a 100% natural approach. Enjoy this episode and subscribe to this podcast to stay informed about your body, your health, and how to lead the healthiest life possible, even amidst our crazy modern world. Enjoy this podcast series all about how to rewild your life. Hi everyone, welcome to the Rewilding podcast series. This is, of course, one of my favorite topics and is one that has radically transformed my life from one of urbanization, anxiety, and sickness to one of rewilding, expansion, uh, fulfilling life, and uh, health. So I'm looking forward to diving in here with you all and today I'm going to talk all about how urbanization fuels disease because we often don't think of urbanization as a fuel, uh, as a means behind the diseases that we get today and uh, just how we feel bad in our body, like maybe you don't even have a chronic disease but maybe you struggle with some kind of nagging, low-grade chronic issue, chronic fatigue, migraine headaches, poor sleep, poor digestion, etc., right? And so um, all of these things can be linked back to our urbanized lifestyle. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the connection between urbanization and disease today, and then, um, as always, I give you insightful, helpful, empowering tips as to how you can change your life to help support a more wild, aka healthy, fulfilling life, if you so choose to do so. Um, So let's dive in here. Um, So we no longer lay in the grass, we no longer go for a hike or swim in the river, right? We no longer do these things without our phones, right? Our phones are like an appendage, an additional appendage we've we've added on to our body. We literally don't go anywhere without them, and we especially don't go in nature without them. And interestingly, we humans are the only animals on this planet who can create their own environment, right? We can make our homes dark when it's light outside. We can make our homes light when it's dark outside, we can look at artificial light from a screen any time of day or night. We can eat any type of food despite what season it is that we're experiencing. When it's cold outside, we can artificially make our homes super warm, right? When it's hot outside, we can artificially make our homes super cold inside and we can go to sleep when we want and we can wake up when we want. And a lot of people view these as modern amenities, right? And of course we want heat in our home and we don't want to be overheated on a cool day and we we want to be able to work with these things, right? We want to be able to work with the elements more. 
but we've totally disconnected from the elements and we don't our brains don't even think in a way to problem solve these issues anymore other than turn the heat on turn the air on turn the lights on google it etc we have really narrowed our neural pathways our brain circuits to think in a very very narrow-minded way and um this is harming us it's harming our health and it's harming our environment our kids right and um there's a lot of issues here that's all fueled by urbanization um, we quite literally don't know how to think in a more, and I'm going to use this word just for it, it, to kind of sum up the whole picture here. We don't know how to think in a wild sense anymore, a primal sense. We don't have these primordial instincts firing when it comes to, you know, having to problem solve or having to figure something out, right? We, our neural pathways simply aren't firing in this way. They're a one-track thought process, firing process, that is all about flipping a switch or Googling something, right? And so an urban environment completely encourages and sets the stage for this thought process, for this lifestyle. And for those of you who think I'm encouraging you to go out and live in a cave and be disconnected from every everything, I'm absolutely not saying that. What I am really want to bring home here during this series is how far we've become um, disconnected from nature, um, how that's harming our health, how that's harming the environment, how it's creating kids who are um, lacking in life skills, right? And how we can all greatly benefit from even doing some minor tweaks with our lifestyles to help us rewild. So the issue with these things, you know, turning, making our homes dark when it's light outside, making our homes light when it's dark outside, looking at a screen anytime, you know, uh, regulating our, our internal environments in really um, extreme ways, right? The issue with these things are that they're unnatural choices that go against our biology. And by making these choices, we disrupt our physiological time clock. It all comes back to this. The time clock is out of sync. And we don't take this seriously enough. We all have heard of the impact that circadian rhythms have on our bio biology, our body, our health, but most people are not taking that so seriously, like the impact of our circadian rhythms. There's, there's quite literally nothing more important to your health than having your circadian rhythm on point. Because when your circadian rhythm is on point, you literally can't get disease, you sleep well, you think clearly, you're not depressed or anxious chronically, right? And you digest your food, you uh, have a strong immune system, right? Your metabolic and hormone signaling is on point as well. 
And so when we create an artificial environment, what happens is we create something called a circadian mismatch, meaning our body's physiological time clock is in a mismatched state. It's in a state that's different than the time clock of nature. And we really want to align our time clock with nature's time clock, meaning the seasons and the sunlight, the lunar cycles, etc. And this is how we keep our circadian biology um, in a healthy place. And when we do this, in turn, we are super healthy as well. So learning how to rewild um, really starts by learning to change how to change your environment from an artificial one to a more natural one. Because making this switch allows your circadian biology to function optimally. And when your circadian biology is functioning optimally, you sleep, you heal, you're hungry at the, at the correct times of day, um, you sleep during the correct times of, of night, uh, you wake up with the sun, your metabolic and hormonal signalings are, are functioning optimally, your neurological um, uh, signaling is on point. All of these things can be functioning in a healthy way. And our uh, chronic disease state is so high right now. It's out of control, right? We're at these epidemic rates of every disease you can possibly think of, including chronic fatigue, leaky gut, anxiety, depression disorders, right? And if we just learn how to correct, align our body's physiological time clock, we will prevent and rectify every single one of our chronic diseases today. And this also includes infertility, hormonal diseases, like I mentioned, leaky gut, chronic fatigue, and insomnia, and, and so much more. So living an urban lifestyle sets us, sets, actually sets the stage for this. It sets us up for these disorders quite effectively, actually, because it creates such a disconnect from the natural world and the environment that we actually live in. And most people don't even question our current way of living, right? We've been programmed for so long now to just accept our current state as normal, as progressive, as advanced, right? And so we usually don't even question our current way of living, you know? Um, having access to our iPhones literally every day. Billions of people use their iPhones every day. We do our Zoom uh, work, our Zoom uh, education. We're sitting a lot. Our kids go to school and they sit all day. You know, we there's there's we're just surrounded by things. And this isn't like oh my gosh we're doomed like panic. That's actually not the message I want to to bring forth. I want to bring forth some awareness of how artificial we've made our environment, how that fuels disease, and how you can actually get out of that situation because everybody um, can if they choose to do so, if there's an awareness there, right? Not everyone's going to live a primal life or rewild their life, and that that's fine. Everybody has their own choices and path, right? But... 
when we start to see our current living situation and environment from a different lens, right, of, hey, I have the new iPhone, like, that's amazing, I, you know, it's the status, there's a lot of status around everything we have access to today, you know, new iPhones, new Bluetooth gadgets, new Macs, you know, whatever it may be, there's this big status piece tied in here. And if you don't have those things, then you're frowned upon, right? And so we've taken on these these technological ways. Um, you know, even our grocery store, they have food in it from different areas of the world. You can get that any time of year. We don't consider the impact that these choices and quote unquote amenities have on our health and especially on our circadian biology. However, if we if we truly want to heal, we have to start living and creating an environment that fuels health, not sickness. And this is plain and simple. Many of you have likely heard the saying, you cannot heal in the environment in which you got sick in. And an urbanized environment, unfortunately, fuels sickness. So a lot of people today, I see it every single day. They want to do a fancy diet to overcome cancer. They want to do uh, all these supplements to help with their uh, genetic expression, their SNPs that they got back, right? Um, They want to do all of these external things, so to speak, um, that dance around the issue. And Every single approach to health is is doing this, quite literally. They're dancing around the root of the issue, which is urbanization. Diet, exercise, and supplements don't change an urbanized environment, and that is what fuels sickness. So you could eat the best diet on the planet, a ketogenic diet, let's say, for cancer, right? This is a hot topic the past several years. But you can still do your Zoom calls, live an indoor life, be connected to Wi-Fi, not really go outside. This approach isn't moving the needle forward for anyone in a real way, okay? And um, a lot of people, they're scared of change. They don't want to, um, you know, they want to do the diet, they want to do the supplements, but you know, there's the bigger change at play is, okay, how do you, and it doesn't have to be suddenly, it can be gradually, right? Move away from an urbanized lifestyle to more of a wild lifestyle. This this is the question we need to be asking ourselves in every single case of whether you're you have a chronic illness, a chronic disease or you simply just like you want to prevent it and lead the healthiest life possible. If you really want to we just get down to the bare bones here. We get into the marrow, right? The root, the truth, the essence. We need to take steps f- from uh that move us away from living an urbanized life to living a more wild life. Now, my approach to health doesn't involve any Band-Aids, so this is why I always mention in uh, my intro and when de- when describing the podcast to someone, I'm like, this is a no-nonsense podcast. 
I'm not going to tell you to, you know, take a, take some supplements and uh, eat some leafy greens and, you know, you're going to be well on your way because I can't lie to people. <laughs> and so on, by knowing the, the reality and the truth of the situation and having gone through it myself, um, my approach to health doesn't involve any band-aids unless you, you know, maybe skid your knee on a rock while hiking or planting your garden, right? There's not going to be any band-aids here. So by learning how to rewild your life, you're going to prevent and many, I believe, will even overcome their chronic health ailments. And this is because when you rewild your, your life, you start to change your environment. And my issue with urbanization is that it creates a highly toxic environment and you can't heal in an in an environment that fuels sickness so i want to list again this is not like you're doomed i want you to take this information and use it as fuel to transform your life now that doesn't mean if you live in scottsdale arizona that you immediately go and you live um on an off-grid cabin on 200 acres in the middle of nowhere in Montana. I mean, if you want to do that, go for it. (laughs) But often we have to take steps to get out of our current urbanized lifestyle. I had to do this. I started doing this a decade ago and gradually taking steps, and I'm still taking steps to live a more wild life every single day, okay? So when I mention these things here, okay, I want you to use this as fuel and not as like, oh, I'm doomed. No, there's you always have choice. You can always change your situation, even if it's gradually. So here's a few solid reasons why urbanization fuels disease, okay? And A number one, when you're looking to change your life and rewild your life, I always start with population density. How many people live in the area that you're looking to live in? Um, I won't live in an area that's more than, (laughs) I was gonna say five, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't live in an area that's more than, um, I think half a million is a lot. Um, Even 100,000 or less is probably going to be um, at this point in time, a a, be, a best bet, and here's why. The greater the population density, the more exposure you're going to have to cell towers, Wi-Fi, air pollution, artificial light coming from homes, coming from businesses, coming from commercial buildings. There's going to be more airplanes, less sunlight, especially if you live in an area with a lot of high-rises. You're going to have more 5G, more traffic, more devices. Literally, the average person has more than 10 wireless devices today. Um, There's going to be less space. There's usually a lot of restrictions also regarding HOA. Like many cities, you can't even have a chicken. So that's, um, you can't, you know, raise your own animals, have, have fresh eggs, right? Some cities, they're doing it now. They're allowing people to have a chicken, right? Um, But there's a lot of places that do not. Um, So in general, there's less less farm animals there. And so food resources become, you know, um, a little less available from a local standpoint. 
that's a lot of things. And I want to talk about why some of these things are an issue, especially cell towers, cell phones, because the average person has more than 10 wireless gadgets, you know, cell phones, tablets, then you have a Bluetooth speaker, a Bluetooth this or that, you know, many people's cable TVs hooked up to Wi-Fi, right? So, um, regarding cell towers and cell phones, these have serious impacts on, on our health. You know, we've kind of, oh, it can't be that bad, right? You know, they give us so much, um, so many ways to connect, um, busy ourselves, but also this is how we communicate with people, right? This is how I'm getting you this podcast. It's like literally there's not another way at this time, right? In the future, I think there's going to be definitely in the next um, 20 years, there's going to be much safer ways to use technology without getting irradiated. But right now, that's not the that's not really our reality right now. Uh, but cell towers, cell phones, um, they damage our blood. They damage the blood-brain barrier. And so if you live in an area with a high population density, there's just going to be more cell phones around. So you're going to be exposed to more of these type of frequencies. The same with Wi-Fi. You literally uh, have to live 300 yards from a Wi-Fi uh, box router to not be impacted by it. That's a that's three football fields. That's a long way. Um, and most houses today, they're on top of each other. There's no space anymore, right? There's not a lot of space. So the Wi-Fi has I have so many concerns with Wi-Fi. Um, this is why I highly encourage people to hardwire in so they don't have to use their Wi-Fi, but you can still use the internet. Most people don't know that because we're not told that, we're not taught that. But you can literally hardwire in and um, still be connected, right? But Wi-Fi emits billions of microwaves per second. It's shown scientifically to break DNA strands, alter, gene, uh, alter gene expression, and um, it's actually a carcinogenic uh, agent. So it hasn't been tested, however. Like the, the industry hasn't tested and then put a, put a warning label on it. They just basically packaged it up and sold it to people without um, a warning label. And in the near future, I, I would really hope there's a warning label but I mean it's just like cigarette smoke they put out cigarettes and didn't have a warning label on that people got cancer um and then you know decades later they found out oh hey cigarettes cause conventional cigarettes cause cancer so um I also want to touch upon artificial light because a lot of people don't uh consider this one but our ability to make our environment a certain uh, a brightness, darkness, etc. Artificial light alters um, the way our our metabolic pathways, our hormone, our hormonal system signals and communicates with one another, and um, it's really a huge a huge cons- health concern. But most people today were just accustomed to putting LED lights in our home because unfortunately we're told that they're energy efficient. So you might save like a few dollars on your energy 
electric bill every month. But I'm going to tell you when it comes to your own energy production, it it's it's highly taxing on your mitochondrial health. Just looking at uh, being inundated with LED lights depletes melatonin levels by up to 80%. And if you're if your melatonin levels are shot, you're not going to sleep and you're not going to be able to heal and regenerate when you do sleep. So melatonin is one of the most important circadian regulating uh, hormones that humans have. And so we really want to safeguard our melatonin levels. And one way to do that is to start paying attention to your artificial light exposure. So those are a, a few solids as to why urbanization fuels disease. And it's why, number one, when somebody asks me, okay, how do I start rewilding my life? One, I want you to look at your population density. How many people live in your area? That's going to tell you how many cell towers you're exposed to, Wi-Fi boxes, um, artificial light, uh, cell phones. And this right here, we this right there creates an unhealthy environment. Your cells can't signal properly. Your me metabolic signals, hormone, the neurons can't fire properly when you're in an artificial environment that these um, devices and wireless frequencies create as well as artificial light. So the first place I would start is one, check your population density. And then um, it's going to give you a really good overview as to what your exposure is to these artificial substances, okay? And in the following episodes, I'm going to teach you how to take some steps to uh, start moving away from the urban lifestyle into a more wild lifestyle to support your health, your well-being, and um, the health and the resources of this planet as well. If you're ready to start rewilding your life, if you're ready to learn how to use nature to heal, detox, and recharge your body, then join me and the rewilding team for an urban recovery retreat this August in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. No cell phones, no Wi-Fi, no smart meters or electrical grids, just you, the rewilding team, the trees, the sun, and wildlife teaching you how to use nature as your biggest healing ally. Register for the retreat at wildandform.org. To learn more about rewilding your life and healing your body naturally, subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram at sunlight underscore rx or visit me online at heathershepherd.com or wildandform.org.